0: Mm -hmm. Thank you.
1: Are we live? Yeah. Oh, hey, everybody.
0: (laughs) Oh, you didn't know? No, I didn't know. (laughs) That was this was
1: for. Mama. Okay. 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 Thanks.
0: That's what the thumbs up was for. We
1: added mist into the, to the filming process here. And then I would have got to find it on purple door somewhere.
0: It should come up.
1: Oh, here we are. There you are. Okay. You do this part. Okay. Hey everybody. It's Gussie and Grimm and mist. In the background Hello. here. Hello! <laughs> um, we decided to do our video outside tonight because, why not? It's beautiful. And the view uh, behind us is what we get to look at every night here in Port Townsend. And we just thought we'd share it with you for a minute. Yep. So.
0: And uh, so welcome to our front yard and view of the valley below us here in Port Townsend.
1: Incidentally... Um I'm going to say this like we're on some official TV show or something. Okay. Did you know that one of our very own Purple Door witches her family used to basically own this like land from here down to Cherry Street?
0: Yes. Um she and her family is pretty much generational to here, isn't it? Right.
1: They? And so if y'all know Andrea Savar, she's a, she's a very important person to us and um her family used to own th- part of this property and if you want to read a really interesting series of books uh, there is a series that Andrea wrote and we'll put a link here called um, The, the, well, the Winship series. series but it's about a family of hereditary witches that lived here in Port Townsend and that's all I'm about to say. It's Other really... than
0: I'm going to be doing a reading of the first book yeah, here real soon.
1: Right we were going to do that a couple of weeks ago and then Grim and I both came down with something. Um, <laughs> uh but anyways look we actually have a rough outline it even says rough outline on the top because we're trying to be organized here but one of the things we wanted to talk about was um earlier today on the purple doors, someone a younger witch had mentioned that she's fe- feeling very um as if the world is kind of working against her and she was looking for a way, a different answer, or she was looking for a way to kind of clear that um, that kind of befuddling energy where you just feel like there's one obstacle after another. I wanted to address that. Right now we are feeling so, um, some of us are feeling so isolated. I feel very much for my friends and family that are not surrounded by people that they love like I am. I'm surrounded with um, Grim and Siege and um, my cousin Amber and her two children and my own daughter, Mist, and plus many people that we talk to online, plus animals and whatnot in our lives. But there are people that are alone out there, and I understand that feeling of isolation. I've I've been there before, Mm -hmm. um, that feeling like there's just really nowhere to go. And it also feels like one obstacle after another after another after and it's an another.
0: overwhelming loneliness feeling it added on to that
1: it is and on top of all of that right now i'm looking at my notes um what we're experiencing in the world is like it's chaos energy i mean i know that the earth is is healing herself uh mother nature will mother nature prevails and um nature provides but on the other hand, if you are a human, you're experiencing a great deal of upside downness. You're experiencing um, a shift in your balance. You're feeling a call to home. You're feeling um, really out of sorts. And I guess one of the things that we wanted to talk about. I'm you have, just getting oh, things set up. And... Okay, is the there are two things that could be at, at work here for you when you're feeling this way. One thing is that Ascension symptoms that we've been talking about for a couple of months now actually, but you know, the feeling of one foot in one world, one foot in the other world, that feeling of kind of foggy brain, um, you know, I think you know by now because a lot of you are the same folks that have visited with us in the past. Sage. A lot of you are familiar with that. What we're also experiencing is something that people refer to as cognitive dissonance and that's actually something you can look it up, Google it if you want to, but it it basically describes the feeling that you get. Say hi Siege. Hi Siege. Basically describes the feeling that you get when you have a lifelong belief or you know from childhood that's really rooted deeply in who you are. And then suddenly when you're presented with an alternative thought or a different way to look at things, it causes this kind of like, that can't possibly be real. Like the first time we ever heard about a school shooting, we were all,
0: nothing like that had ever- It didn't fit our reality. It
1: didn't fit in the paradigm of, of our reality. And so-
0: You explained it to me yesterday in a really simple way with the color of tomatoes. Okay. And do you remember that? No. <laughs> basically the way I'm you sorry put to it. Say. Basically the way you put it was you grow up your Must entire life. Must be really life. good advice. Yeah. Listen to this, this is D.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'll listen this time. You
0: grow up your entire life and you go through your adulthood knowing that tomatoes are red. Yes. Then you move to another country and they don't have red tomatoes, they have green tomatoes and it takes your brain a while to replace that slideshow of what a tomato looks like. Right. And it causes an, an uncomfortable feeling in your in your brain.
1: Right. I like, just
0: like that that
1: that is a good example. example. It was a good I example. I came up with that.
0: That one. was you. Uh, <laughs> you must have been channeling at the time. <laughs>
1: I don't know. That's a weird one. But you know, um, that's a really good example of it but also what's happening here on the in the world I mean those of us that are empaths uh, and those that well ugh, come on let's just say it we are all at some level if you're watching this with us right now you are <laughs> you are empathic you are sensitive um, we all have those innate abilities mm-hmm. it's not like um, I channel, so I'm anything different than you. I just access the divine energy perhaps differently than you do.
0: I think, do you feel that most everybody has the ability to access it? it oh, just yeah. It needs training and meditation and time?
1: I don't even, I, I think that there is um, study that needs to happen. I definitely think that there is study that needs to happen. I've been studying witchcraft my entire life. I'm a hereditary witch. Um... I also, um, it was just the way I was raised by my family. But that doesn't mean that I'm a different sort of witch than you are, Mm -hmm. or Mist will be, or anyone else. We're all, and I. Or who you will be. Right. And I wanted to say this to to clear this up earlier, and it kind of goes into my next list of things that I dropped on the ground. Um, Well, that doesn't mean you have to get it. You're so sweet, though. I love you.
0: It's gonna drive me nuts. If we're going
1: we're giving each other a little room to, to grow. <laughs> and he's always so sweet doing my my little chores for me, but you don't have to. I'll get my paper. Look at that. Okay. Look at me being sovereign. But what I was about to say <clears throat> is that my message I hope to people, and I don't always deliver it right. Uh, and I apologize that actually, for that actually, because I'm not going to proclaim that we are, we're, we're just Gussie and Grimm. We're not, you know. No,
0: this is in relationship to a talk that we had had a few nights ago, where you said, step into your own, to claim your power, and yes. there were some interpretation issues. Right,
1: there were some ter- interpretation issues, but I've also stepped back recently and taken a look at myself about that, and um, what I've been trying to convey to people, and I think I do it better sometimes than others, is that it doesn't matter what level of the ladder that you're on. If you want to consider ascension being like a ladder, or the amount of time that you spend studying, um, you know, herbs, or how much effort you put toward, you know, studying astrology, or... or candle magic. Right. Or... It doesn't... that. That adds to your overall arsenal? (laughs) Yeah. Toolkit. Witchy toolkit. But it doesn't mean that your way isn't as good as my way, isn't as good as his way. We're all equal in the way that we access energy. Some of you, the divine energy. Some of you feel really lost right now, and that's okay. I felt that way too. It's not like being a witch came along and there was a book that I read, and it just sort of clicked and made sense. It's been a lifelong study, and it's been a lifelong immersion, living magic every day as much as possible, um,
0: to varying degrees of success right. and failures. Right.
1: And did I do that? Did I do that through my whole life? No, I, I didn't. I hid. <laughs> I was afraid of what my neighbors would say. I was afraid that my kids would be isolated. Um, I went through a lot of the same feelings that I know. Some of you feel, uh, some of you live in the Bible Belt and feel very much isolated in that way. So there we come back around to that. Back to isolation again. Because one of the things I said the other day too was regarding stepping into your witchiness and claiming it. And Graham and I wanted to go back and kind of revisit that one a little bit Mm -hmm. too because that is one of those things where it could be interpreted when i say it like i want you to get out on the corner of your of your local downtown area and announce that you're giving out free tarot (laughs) readings. that's not what i mean
0: (laughs) when you say step out of the broom closet you're not necessarily meaning in society no
1: i'm talking about owning it for you in here Mm -hmm. i'll tell you something else there's a person on the purple door who I love dearly. And, um, she has slowly been stepping forward into her own power. And I love it. And, um, as I am too, I mean, I'm, I'm doing it every day. There's things that I, I every day I wake up with a new set of goals that I have in mind for myself. And sometimes I accomplish them and sometimes I don't. But This friend of ours sister, um, has been very hesitant about being out. Um, even though she lives alone, even there she's worried that when friends come to visit that they will see things that will mark her as different. And that is that is sad to me. Because I feel like at least in our own homes we should have the sanctity to be who we want to be and who we feel compelled and called to be. So. What I guess I'm saying about that, when I say, please step forward and kind of own your witchy. I'm not asking you to go out and announce to the world that you are a witch and that you proclaim it loudly. Heavens yes, if you want to, I'm behind you 100%, aren't you?
0: Yes, but I think it's more proclaimed to yourself.
1: Right, and and by doing so, what you're doing is you are saying, you know, all of the knowledge that my ancestors had all of the wisdom of the ages that is still innately within me because I am a divine expression of, of God of spirit all of that information is there we've lived past lives we've lived um, in various incarnations and we have information readily accessible to us but the first step is for us to get over that hurdle and to accept who we are you ourselves and then the people that matter and then from there on you have to make your ne- next best step and decide what that is for you grim's holding the phone over here so yeah, there must it's, be a question. it's
0: interesting because i'm looking at your notes on yeah. what you wanted to kind of cover today and you've got number three there boxes on the shelf mm-hmm. and why i find that interesting is because brandon is Uh, message here, I live in a box that has been locked in another box. Today it was extended another three weeks. I don't want to, but I think I'll snap and have a breakdown before the lockdown is over. Solitary confinement. My cognitive is in bits.
1: Yeah, your cognitive is in bits. And the only way... (sighs) I wish I had an easy answer for this one.
0: It's oh boy. It's... What,
1: what I've referred to before when I talk about boxes on the shelf, and Brandon, this will fit in perfectly with what you're describing too. When we are young people, things happen to us that damage us in one way or another, or affect us in one way or another. Some of those things are happy, good memories, and some of those things are painful sorry or sad memories some of them have to do with loss of uh, an important person in your life or some of them have to do with sexual abuse or trauma or um, you know things those dark 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 places that when you're a little kid and you don't really know how to file that away our ego jumps to the rescue pulls it away stores it in a box and puts it on the shelf
0: and our, now we're isolated our, our with egos those boxes. our ego's
1: job is always to protect us unfortunately sometimes the ego kind of misinterprets what the message was in the first place now not always i mean obviously you know sexual any kind of any kind of abuse like that i'm not saying that's on in its own that's in a box.
0: <laughs> That's okay? a big box.
1: That's a big box. And, and, and but
0: you're talking about the, the the smaller traumas throughout life, the arguments with spouses, the things that were told to you by employers or right. by loved ones, the, the personal injuries. Right.
1: The... Now, and I want to point out, I, I wish we had an example like in front of us right here, but there was a, I don't need that baby, thank you. There was a, um, this post earlier today that I was talking about, This young woman had written this question, and there were several people, including myself, that answered. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now, you guys know me, at least I think you know me well enough, that I would never, if someone came to me with a problem, I wouldn't purposely poo-poo them and tell them, no, 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 you don't need to worry about that. Sometimes I do get short-stacked, and I kind of will... will trying to help them i kind of move things along a little more quickly and i'm learning i need to slow down and be more patient in my delivery Mm -hmm. but going back to this post um it was really interesting because my point of view i thought i was helping her see that there's just there is a method to the madness that's occurring and Mm -hmm. as she steps through all of this things will lighten and become more tolerable
0: so you were basically saying, be patient, there's light at the end of the rainbow.
1: Right. Or and at the, the end of the tunnel. And there were other people kind of, coinc, you know, they were mm-hmm. saying the same thing. But this gal, because she was coming from a place of confusion in her at that moment. And fear. And fear. She didn't necessarily hear what we were saying. She thought we were all kind of scolding her and telling her it wasn't... A problem. A problem. And that wasn't it at all. But the way she interpreted it and the way some of us said it, it kind of got convoluted. And that goes to say, a lot of times some of those things on the shelf, excuse me, kids, can you please go? You're very distracting to me. So I love you both. Scootaloo. Thank you. Um, I love them. Personal space. <laughs>
0: sign language (laughs) going on behind the camera here was what are they doing they're like (laughs) um
1: and i'm going i'm so distractible anyways and i'm like what what anyways uh we were talking about that um the boxes yeah the boxes and how communication which has been a big part of our discussion recently too communication can sometimes cause things in those boxes when we open the box to take a look at what's inside of it and that box is some kind of a deep scar or memory. The people that are around us can or sometimes do trigger those memories in us or something that brings along the thought of, oh my gosh, this, this happened to me before. Now, it might not be a conscious thought. But right.
0: So, it, so the box is the memory, the emotion, the, the engram, however you want to explain it. It's our self-defense mechanism and our trigger Maybe you can, the the box is booby-trapped.
1: Well, the boxes are booby-trapped, that is true. The ego put it in there to store it away so it would never hurt you again. But in order to grow spiritually, you need to get those boxes off the shelf and take a look at them.
0: So analyze your reactions.
1: Analyze your reactions. And I know that there's been a lot of, gosh darn it, I mean, half the time on Facebook anymore, I'm not even really. I go on Facebook to talk to you all, um, but I'm really trying to stay away from a lot of those um, different f- news sources because I mean one says yes you're locked down you should do like you know do a lot of self-reflection another one says this is not the time to do self-reflection this is the time you know like do we wear masks do we not wear masks it's just who it's know, one of those cases
0: know? that apples are good for you apples cause cancer right, <laughs> right.
1: so so oh I forgot my point that has to happen at least once a, t- a night when we do this It was about communication it was about
0: unpacking the box unpacking the boxes the and
1: analyzing the emotion what i'm saying is thank you mm-hmm. that for grim and i we've been going through this process for at least a year and we feel that we've been opening up some of those really deep dark boxes that have been at the back of the closet for a long time uh you might I think I said this the other day, you might find yourself suddenly thinking of something that you hadn't thought of in 35 years. And you go, what in the world? Like, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. Take a moment to recognize where the pain came from. Recognize that it's one of those boxes that has been on the shelf. Thank yourself for protecting you. And also let yourself know that it's okay to let those feelings go now.
0: Okay, so let's talk a scenario through. All right. Um, and if you don't mind, I'm going to do a personal one between you and I, and that's our communication issues that we sometimes have. And what how... are you
1: talking about? <laughs> we don't have communication um, problems.
0: I'm, I'm very, very easily pissed off, I guess is just the easiest way to put it, when I get interrupted throughout the course of the day multiple times. You and i get going back and forth because i'm like okay i'm tired of the distractions and it's starting to piss me off and i start getting to stomping my feet (gasps) this is annoying (sighs) rather than me stomping my feet you're saying i should look into that emotion that box and analyze why being interrupted multiple times over and over again
1: yes take some time to look at the behavior of yourself and we actually kind of got into a little a little Argument over this because I told Grim the other day, um, and this is just something I've learned myself recently, is I can't do it for you. Mm-hmm. I can't go. I can't look into that. You box. can't open the box up. I can't open the box up. You can and look inadvertently
0: in it. hit the the trigger. The, right. The the booby trap.
1: Right. And a lot of times, what I when I offer readings to people, we're not just reading a tarot card. I'm doing intuitive, like uh, medical healing. I'm doing, I'm accessing ancestral knowledge. We're looking at the cards for interpretations and really using that, all of that information to find your black boxes. A lot of them are so buried. They're behind The deflated soccer balls, the old badminton net, and the fishing gear that Grandpa donated to your house. But they
0: are wrapped in garland (coughs) and Christmas lights to disguise them as happy things. They can be,
1: (laughs) but not all of them are. That's true. Some of them are so dark and so, like, far back, they just look like a shadow at this point. But this is the perfect time while you're basically, you know on our own we're on our own we're basically like in our own little monasteries
0: so basically (laughs) take the time use this moment of isolation for inner exploration there's a larger inner universe within than there is without
1: there is a larger universe within than there is without and um gosh we would love to talk to you guys about this too like if you have further questions send us questions Mm -hmm. on um a text message or even post it here um We'll we'll try to answer as best we can.
0: We don't know the answers are right. No, we don't. <laughs> but they work for us. They work for us.
1: <laughs> um, so I also wanted to say, going back to the whole conversation thing. Mm-hmm. I, I know I keep going back to this, but pardon me. Not you? No sneeze. Okay. Sometimes I feel like I talk... <clears throat> my own language <laughs> i speak my own language even to grim sometimes we will be talking about the very same thing but it sounds i say it one way and he says it another way and then we'll argue about that for a while until we figure out if we change our perception remember that one change your perspective and then you can see it from another aspect it doesn't even have to be the other person's shoes no just Look at it as if you were an outsider observing the conversation going on. And a lot of times, if you can step back and be your own mediator together, you can start going, wait a minute. We're both saying the same thing because I'm saying, let's do it on Tuesday. And you're saying, let's do it sometime after Monday.
0: But before Wednesday.
1: But before Wednesday. So (laughs) it doesn't, you know what I mean? If we actually stop and slow down, we're always so quick. And then, if any of those things trigger any of those black boxes on the shelf, forget about it. You are lost. If you have not opened that box and dealt with that issue, Mm -hmm. if that trigger gets, you know, if something happens, the next thing you know, part of your seven-year-old self is helping to dive into that conversation.
0: And we we don't want our seven-year-old self in that conversation. We call that
1: looping. But each one of us has our own unique language. We really truly do. Just like doctors are now discovering that we're all unique and sovereign individuals. So our biologically speaking, medically speaking, we each have our own unique set of blueprints, blueprints that medically would work for us. What might work for me to clear up coronavirus might not work for him. And I'm just using that as an example, I really don't know. But I'm saying um, there's a lot of individuality that has to be considered, and especially when you're talking communication. So I hope this is making sense. So far we've- Oh tra-
0: boy, but when you throw yourself <laughs> into a situation like a married couple now, where you, you you say sovereign, and I think that's where a lot of couples kind of derail themselves, it, is because we forget that we're sovereign. Right. And we jump onto each other's egos right? and say well, now we're in this together but right? we got all that crap anchoring us back with those
1: boxes. Right. And you're my number one trigger for any ego black box I have on the shelf. It's almost like... And, and there's that's by design, I'm sure. There's some contract <laughs> written between the two of us that he agreed to go down this rabbit hole with me. And I'm holding him to it. Uh, but we, um, we have recently decided with each other um that it's not just something that we want to suggest that you all do is to take this time to really you know if you're in a situation and you're not understanding your husband or your son or whatnot take a minute to step away mm-hmm. and just go think about it what triggered it and what was it allow your mind to open that box
0: step to this that's it step to the side and allow the the explorer in yourself to open that box and look at it from an outside perspective.
1: Right. Usually, usually that means ac- asking your ego to step aside. And you know, you hear a lot of these, like guru people talk about transcend the ego. It's exactly what they're talking about. If you can, if you can tell your seven-year-old self, you know, in meditation, call that little person over to you, and say, "I know you were hurt and confused and didn't understand what was happening." but I do and I've got this. Let me take this box off the shelf so we can get it dusted off, cleaned out, recycled if we need to, and you can finally rest. Because our seven-year-old self has been at this for a long, long time, as an example. So, but that's getting the ego out of the way because that little seven-year-old ego is the one that put it in the box and put it up there. And they don't want you, you just gotta You just gotta kind of, yeah
0: i so hope i'm making how, sense how do you account for i mean when do you when do you open the box let's say you and i are in the middle of an argument and it's getting a little bit heated how do you know okay stop there's a trigger happening here let's look at what's causing the trigger because really all an argument is is of two people fighting over who's right and the only person that's right in the end is the one that is honoring the better good of both of the people in the argument
1: right right right. well but i don't think that's and that's always like the confusing part because i think in most arguments well at least where we're concerned Mm -hmm. a lot of the times neither one of us is right nor wrong we both have good points and we both have Differing points. It just means we have a different viewpoint
0: different perspective, right?
1: And then it's a matter of analyzing the other person's perspective and going "Huh, That resonates and then being okay with that and not having to have the last word and not having to be always right Those are all ego ego Mm. things attached to that. So if you in an argument can kind of step away and um, Take that's what that whole you know taking a step back from a different point of view it has to do with you can get yourself to look at it from a different point of view you might see your own ego in action um and by ego i don't always mean pompous kind of thing that's no. not the ego i'm talking about i'm talking about the one that It's covered in band-aids is covered in band-aids right the one that that goes <laughs> sometimes because they are covered in band-aids So it's accessing your truest Yes, Brandon,
0: look at the box as if it's not yours. You you kind of have to do that in the beginning. Um, Kind of a detached scientific approach, I guess you can say. And as you do that, you will have to start to own that box, though. Um, You can look at it in the beginning as a detached, not part of you. But eventually, in order to deal with it, you will have to accept it as yours. Yeah, that's a hard one, Chris. Um, Chris is asking, how do we look inside the box if it's how we react in a situation? And that's been a very difficult struggle for me over the last year and a half or so because I am easily triggered. I, I honestly can say now that I have been so bruised and battered by outside environments and my own self-esteem issues that it doesn't take much for me to go, Blah! It's at that moment of, Blah! that you have to rein it in. You have to, it's tough. The person that you're arguing with, the one that caused the trigger to explode, also has to go, okay, trigger, and Mm -hmm. take a breath, and relax, and don't react in emotion over that stimuli. Because in all honesty, 99% of the time, when you're arguing with somebody, you're not really mad at the event you're arguing about.
1: You're arguing because they don't seem to understand your point of view. Right,
0: so change your point of view maybe by stepping back, looking inside of your own box, analyze why you're reacting the way you are, go okay, look inside of their box, take a quick little peek, then resume the conversation. Um, And you can't do that sitting next to each other mid-argument, you do have to walk away. You
1: do usually have to walk away. And so that means having a conversation with that person beforehand. So set, an, set a date, set an appointment, and say, hey, Grim, you know what? I've had, I've had some thoughts about our relationship, so could we maybe go tomorrow morning and just like 10, oh, I don't know, 10 o'clock, have some coffee together here at the table and just the two of us, undivided attention, and just mm-hmm. talk. That's the first step. And then, whoops, sorry, Blackberry. Ah, cat is stuck. There we go. I'm
0: surprised this cat came back after the boom of last night. Uh,
1: well anyways, um to take those boxes I'll <laughs> we'll tell you
0: that story in a minute.
1: To take the boxes off the shelf. Um if you are if you are What now? <laughs> I don't know if I can tell a story.
0: You were asked not to distract Mama. Yeah, the baby. Please.
1: Okay, love you. Love you too, honey. We're working on boundaries here at Coven All of us. I hope you are too. Um, Anyways, I got to get back to what I was saying. We were talking about Brandon, or no, somebody asked, how do you open up the box? How do you look
0: inside the box?
1: Right. So, take a step back. You need to have a clear conversation with your your spouse. I'm going to just say spouse for now. You know, insert whoever, important person here. I'll just say spouse. But,. Mm You need to have a conversation with them about, it's not that I think our relationship is bad or wrong. It just, we could use some tweaking, and I've noticed some things that maybe we could have a conversation about because I think it might make it easier on us when we converse in the future.
0: Then it's things that you can tweak within yourself
1: that you can accept. Right. And I think also just to remember that to have control over your emotions is to really have power. Mm -hmm. Um, A true witch. Uh, That's why when I... Our children, as they were growing up, uh, all of them expressed an interest in learning about witchcraft.
0: Magic. Yes.
1: We've never um, forced any sort of spiritual path on our kids at all. They've all found their own ways. But, um, for heaven's sakes!
0: We've never pushed a path upon them...
1: And I haven't even smoked weed tonight. This, this is, is,
0: this is twice in one. This one. is not
1: a weed space out moment. It really isn't. I, I'm, this is just my brain. Oh,
0: it's that uh, ascension. I know. Cognitive.
1: <laughs> cognitive dissonance right here. Or maybe there's a black box I need to take down. No, but our children, when we were um, raising them and, and teaching them about being a witch, uh, there's a certain level of Self-control that you need to exhibit before I'm going to hand you any type of divination tool. I really dislike it when people run out and buy a pendulum because it looks fun and they have no idea how to use it.
0: I'm I'm quite Not any idea how to use it or the or to respect the magic and the and the integrity of the tool.
1: Thank you. See, he's so much clearer than me. That's exactly what I'm trying yeah. to say. Because it isn't. A, I mean, go out, buy your magical tools, play with them. Absolutely. But learn about them and respect the magic and also learn how to control your own emotions. Mm-hmm. Because you can't be like, you know, oh God, I'm so mad at him, I'm gonna get my pendulum out and, uh, yes or no? That's not the way to use a pendulum. <laughs> That's just not the way to use it. And so some of our children, one daughter in particular, I, we just never felt like she had a whole lot of self-control mm-hmm. over her anger. So it was really difficult to kind of work with her on it um spiritually speaking because she was just in so many different she had a lot of black boxes
0: but now she's unpacking those black black boxes on her own pace in her own time in her own way without her father's ripping the box lids off right (laughs) so
1: um and i don't even know how we got on that topic i I hope that meant something to somebody because
0: Uh, Mary Frances, what does she say here? My box is... Wait, wait, wait. I still
1: haven't finished that one question, though. I'm
0: sorry, which one's it? The one
1: about how do you open the box once you know it's there. Mm -hmm. So what I was going to say is ask your spouse to help you notice. Like, that's what Grim and I have been doing with each other when we see a pattern. And sometimes it's scary to bring it up. Because we're like, this might be a tender point. And you might feel very passionately about this. (laughs) You may feel very passionately about what I'm about to say, but.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And then we we share it. Also, let's not uh, forget friends, uh, people right now online that you feel comfortable with talking to. I've done that uh, quite a bit sometimes to your chagrin, but I'll say. It's just like a touchstone moment. Like, you know. Is this is this something that am I feeling rational here or am I feeling irrational? Trust yourself, trust your spouse and trust your friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but be willing to ask yourself yeah, you am I be. being irrational? Right. And that's a hard thing to look at. That's right. part of looking inside the box.
1: Right. I don't know if we really answered that question well mm-hmm. enough yet. I think we're going to work on that one a little bit more.
0: I keep looking over there.
1: I know, but
0: that's another question. Um, Let's see. Mary Francis says, uh, My boxes are cool where they're at. I've looked through, printed some pics, and moved on. The scary boxes can stay dusty. You know, what I'm going to say to that myself, Mary, is when Gussie and I first met some 15 years ago, um, I told her about some of my past experiences in life and the traumatic injuries I had gone through. And I also told her, dealt with them looked through, put them on the box, you know, put them on the shelf and said, there we go. They don't no longer have a bearing on my life. And I honestly, truly, truly believed that all through our courtship, all through our 13 times of me asking her to marry me in 13 years and her finally saying yes. And it's only now that I'm realizing that some of my reactions, some of my anger, some of my instant, I don't know how to describe it. Some of it just my instant emotion reactions can be traced back to those boxes that I felt very secure in being dealt with Uh back in the day Um, so I'm not saying no you don't you can't do it that way there are people out there that can probably compartmentalize take the bad memory put it away and not let it affect them on an emotional level but still on a vibrational level it's still in there Go
1: on. I'm just, I'm trying to figure out how to respond to this one because, um, let me pause and think because I feel like, I really, I wish I could work with Mary because Mary reach out to me if you want to, if you want to work with me. Or grim. I'm not saying I've got any, you know, special spell or fix all pill or anything like that. I'm 53 years old and I have had a lot of boxes on the shelf. I'm not saying that each and every box needs to be opened. Some of those boxes, I'll be honest with you, some of them are so old that when you start getting up on that shelf, you're going to go, oh God, I don't even know what, I don't care what's in that box. Yeah, And just throw it away. It's so covered in cobwebs. Just throw it away. It's
0: the ones that cause as Victoria, the knee-jerk, the
1: knee-jerk reaction boxes, right. Those are the ones, if you are choosing to ascend spiritually, I'm saying this slowly so we can all understand it. If you are choosing to allow yourself to ascend spiritually, so let's think about that being ourselves like a A hot air balloon with a basket okay you're standing in the basket the balloon is your like higher self wanting to like help you ascend this is the earth energy right now changing the density of the earth and things are um, accelerating right now and and changing on a global scale perfect time how could it be any more perfect Um, so here's this this basket sitting on the ground now We're all sitting on the ground and you see me over here and I'm like, oh gosh, look at that box. I need to open that box. I'm going to open this box right here and look at it. Oh God, it has to do with that time that my father called me a slut. All I was, I was a majorette in my high school marching band and he was so shocked to see me dressed so skimpily. My father was a World War II veteran. If he was alive, he'd be a hundred years old. I was a majorette in 1988. We wore not so skimpy but kind of skimpy that really hurt me when he did i mean Mm -hmm. that was my father and that like cut me to the core but um if i keep that box there in the basket with me i'm not gonna go up at all i gotta take that box you know look at it okay dad i forgive you i know you were just a product of your era and you didn't mean it you didn't really think i was a slut you were just acting out of your own anagram your own black box it Mm -hmm. was a trigger for him there was something so i put that black box out of my basket i recycle it to the universe i don't let that energy stay in the basket with me and i elevate myself a little bit it's scary to look at the boxes it's fucking scary Mm -hmm. but it's also relief and you know how when we talk about being a sovereign being well i'm sovereign i'm sitting over here you're sovereign you're sitting Mm -hmm. over there but sovereign meaning free from being held back by decisions or traumas that have held you in place that keep you behaving a certain way, that keep you from putting your altar in your living room because you don't want your friends to see it.
0: Not even just on that level, though, but keep you from good, solid communication with your yeah. loved ones.
1: Yep, yeah.
0: Because Sonia asked, so how do you know which box is important enough to open? And I think you kind of covered that just now with, what are you going to put in the balloon basket with you? Right. So you can ascend.
1: Right. And the, the tricky part about these, ba- these boxes, though, I'll be really honest with you, is that you never know. You can't really plan on cleaning the closet. No.
0: <laughs> no. It's not sure. like
1: you're going to say, you know what, tomorrow is Friday, and Friday I'm going to clean that closet. And whatever I don't get finished on Friday, I'm going to put in another box and take it to Goodwill on Saturday.
0: It doesn't work that way.
1: No, nope, it has Sometimes to be... you have to
0: open the same box over and over again right. and take little bits and pieces out at a time.
1: And then it like becomes clearer. But the first step is allowing yourself to realize this needs to happen. Once you accept that, you know what, you you aren't perfect, you're never going to be perfect, none of us are perfect, and it's perfect that it's that way
0: perfectly imperfect
1: it's perfectly imperfect those boxes are not they're not like notches against who you are they're a part of your experience in this lifetime and those those sad marks those angry marks those are the ones you'll be cutting onions one day and all of a sudden you remember slicing onions for your grandma for her favorite homemade soup and all of a sudden you're crying and you're thinking, well, it's really just the onions. But the thing you know is you're feeling more deeply about how much you really wish you had taken the time to learn your grandma's recipe.
0: When I'm telling my ghost stories, a lot of the stories that I tell are from older generations of people that I wished I would have listened to more. <laughs>
1: right. So we're going on and on about yeah. this. I hope it makes sense.
0: Um, Victoria, I'm gonna answer this question before I read it. And the answer (laughs) that I'm gonna give is you're a sovereign being. Now the question she asked was, Oh. What if you don't feel worthy of ascension?
1: Well, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna correct you on something. Okay. Not all of us are sovereign beings yet. Okay. I'm not a sovereign being, Mm -hmm. I'm working on it. Okay. Um, People that I would consider my elders, people that uh, have been studying, you know, lifelong like me, but a different path. My mentors. Yeah, but the people that I would consider my mentors, um, have a much more self-defined stance on what being sovereign means. And for me, i think i'm sovereign and then all of a sudden something will happen and i'm like nope still gotta release that old thought pattern still have to release that oh
0: i see so for you sovereign is when outside energies stop affecting you on a negative way in a sense
1: not even in a negative way it's like when you can stand here Mm -hmm. facing west and raise your arms in the air and just feel at one with the universe without having to call in a God or goddess name without having to um, you know make a prayer to a specific deity or to really even focus
0: on a grounding it's
1: just like one of those moments of I am and I know we've all had those I think Mm -hmm. we've a lot of us have had those moments where you look out the window and all of a sudden you see something that just takes your breath away and you're lost in that moment and it just feels like a spiritual, a spiritual instance. Mm -hmm. And that being sovereign is being free of all of the constructs that keep us functioning as, I'm not gonna say this right, I might need to So the
0: goal is, maybe in what you're saying, the goal is to become sovereign.
1: The goal is to become sovereign. So
0: when Victoria also asked, how do you know when you're ready, when you're ready to look in the boxes and start dealing with them is an indicator of when you could be ready.
1: I think that most of us right now, if we are walking around feeling ungrounded and we are um, experiencing these ascension symptoms, and, and Victoria, I know you are because when you came over to our house months and months ago, you what you were describing was already the beginnings, like you were already in mm-hmm. this process. You just didn't recognize it for what it was? Yeah, I didn't know what it was at that time yet either, to be be completely clear. But um, I think, oh geez, what was the question?
0: Is she ready? How do you know when you're ready to ascend to start that process?
1: So that's the thing, is that we're already in the process. We're already doing it.
0: So it's a matter of how high do you want to ascend?
1: Yes, it's a matter of this go around you have a chance to open boxes and take a look at them. You have a a chance to release some of these burdens. Um, I know it's hard to do. You might even start listing some of the things that you know bother you.
0: And figuring out why.
1: And figuring out why. And I know know that's hard. I wish I had.
0: I wish we could open our doors and say,
1: come, come stay with us. Go under the tent, (laughs) go under the tent. Come under the tent with us, Victoria.
0: Uh, Mary has a definition of sovereign that uh, you might want to...
1: Yes, Mary Frances is exactly right. She says, sovereign means being yourself without something else influencing your um, reason. Yep. And that's it. Now, when I... And I very tentatively step around that whole god-goddess concept there. Because I know a lot of you that are Wiccan or um, Crystal pagan or... Uh, maybe you follow, maybe you're satanic, whatever, whatever path you happen to be on right now, a lot of us connect with a deity or some type of, uh, uh, elemental spirit or whatnot that kind of compels us Mm -hmm. forward. But I want what I, what I'm trying to say, and this is where it gets iffy and I sound like kind of preachy. I haven't sorted my way through this whole process yet either but the end result being those constructs Christianity Wicca be it Gardnerian or whatever kind of Wicca you're talking about um, uh, anything like anything to do with uh, judeo-christian any kind of construct that is man-made religiously speaking isn't necessarily... Oh, I'm going to say Bend that. And
0: all, be all.
1: <laughs> right. Like, to be able to not say, dear God, <coughs> but to recognize that you are already a divine...
0: Connection. To conne- you're
1: already a divine interpretation in a physical body right now. I know it's really deep.
0: More on that with another talk later, yeah. I think. Because yeah. there is, we get a lot of questions and, and we see a lot of online debate and... On what it means to be religious versus spiritual, and and I don't think there is a right or a wrong. You can follow any deity you like. Right. It's, for you, it's real and it's and it's valid.
1: Right. But to get to the point where you realize, I guess this maybe this will be the last thing I talk about because I feel like we've gone on too long, and people are probably. Like, <laughs> but when I think of all of us being vibrational energy, here's my vibration. This is Gussie up right here. There's Mm, mm, grim. We do this all the time, right? And this vibrational line, it goes on and on. It doesn't stop. It might hit here and go up a little bit and around here. We're all connected that way. Who I am is defined by him also. His perception of who I am. Your perception of who I am all combines to determine who Gussie Duff is, plus my own internal perception of it
0: so red is red based on the viewer of red
1: right what might be actually red to me like true cherry red might look like violet Mm -hmm. blue to you i mean it just really is a matter of what you learned right not done yet so let's say i also i love to work with hecate here's hecate's vibrational energy now whether or not that mythos is true or not the hecate thing if there was actually a person named Hecate, who knows that that is such ancient history but what she stands for to me is the is some of the energy that i connect to here on this level right now on this plane so when i do my praying i connect with her vibrational energy and i sync it with my own for that moment so that i am at that moment hecate hecate i am embodying her energy, I'm using her energy to outwardly express myself and to affect my, my, um, surroundings.
0: Mm -hmm. And to affect people's perception of you at that time.
1: Right. But, well, but ideally my vibrational energy should be able to, I should just be able to go whoop and connect to what my higher self is, without having to go through channels, I shouldn't have to go through the Pope to get to God. I shouldn't have to go through Hecate to access the higher power. Do you understand what I mean? So to become sovereign, take out the middleman. To really get to the point where, and I'm going to bring it back around to what um, Victoria said—that worthiness thing—I struggle with worthiness too. Mm-hmm and um heck sometimes i get nervous about doing these talks cuz i'm like i'm nothing special we're just us and i don't know all the answers but i do know we spend a lot of time talking and analyzing and listening and sharing and that's why we choose to do this with you guys it so helps that maybe it helps. it helps us so we're hoping <laughs> it's
0: helping you on some level as well right. we're t- we're being told that uh that uh they're watching, you know, we're still listening, we're listening, still
1: listening. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess we'll just watch that number up there that says that, and as it okay. starts to fall, we'll know.
1: <laughs> All right, and if it gets dark in the background and there's just like the glow off your glasses, Okay. we'll know it's probably too late. We can start
0: another porch fire. Oh, geez. Yeah.
1: <laughs> little diversion from the story here. Last night, Grim and I are asleep, well, nearly asleep. The kids are asleep. And Amber's asleep in her room and we're all settled in. It's probably 11.30.
0: Yeah, about that, probably.
1: And all of a sudden, we hear this big
0: boom. Shook the And house. the house
1: shook, like boom, shake. And, I, and it was still like super quiet, not, there wasn't a sound. And then all of a sudden-
0: I jump out of bed. Yeah,
1: he falls flat on his face because he <laughs> tripped over the laundry basket that's in my room. Cause I don't want you to think my house looks perfect. Uh-uh. Um, but anyways, he falls like, and I'm like trying, I'm worried something. I'm like, Somebody I can't, upstairs. I can't get past him. It's completely dark in our room. I don't want to trip on him. Is everybody okay? And we come out and there's a, there's a fire on our front porch right outside of our kitchen window. It, it was weird.
0: Yeah. Um, Come to find out i had uh, taken a paint bucket well a five gallon bucket out of the back of the car that had some spray cans in it for painting we're redoing our motor home <laughs> and it had some paper towels and whatnot on that and unfortunately uh a cigarette got thrown into that bucket just before bedtime and uh Decided to blow up the paint cans, and uh, people three blocks away called nine one one.
1: We were really fortunate because yes. um, the fireball uh, went up and shot over. It. The girls could see the fireball from their room, and um, we're
0: on the other side of the house. Yeah,
1: and so we we're just really thankful.
0: Not a that, bit of damage, other than a little melted five gallon bucket plastic on it.
1: Yeah, and the funny part is, we just here's some synchronicity yes. for you we just got wood delivered for this decking yesterday yesterday because we're supposed to, we're going to replace the decking on this front porch so we just it's over there in the yard and now it's covered in that white stuff that you use when you use a fire extinguisher it's yeah, pretty good And a bunch of green things and melted plastic but we're all safe And we got to meet some of our neighbors at a safe distance last night at midnight. Yes. There was some social
0: distancing. And some
1: (laughs) of the policemen in the area and some of the local firemen. And two ambulances. And two ambulances. It was a
0: really loud boom. It was. It it really worried a lot of people.
1: Right. And the funny part is I'm hoping this is like I'm hoping they're not thinking we're doing some like weird. I know. We already have so many
0: people drive by the house. I mean, we live on a little dirt dead end road in town. But it's it's a road that even the police said where? Yeah.
1: You can't really find us on Google Maps. But
0: people have found this house and they drive by and they look at the stalls hanging from the front porch. And the...
1: Well and we have a we have a sign that says yeah, House of the we, Witches. We've but announced it. I mean that's that. So now yeah.
0: we've got the witches living here blowing things up. Yeah, at midnight.
1: <laughs> I just I was like, really, come on. We had people protesting a couple of well, this is a couple of months ago now, yeah. but for a while, um, there was a protest group that would stand not yeah. on our corner here, but just around the corner, like on an L, mm. and they were um, protesting with signs that said "No more cults." <laughs> and we're like, "Gee, I wonder why you picked this location." Yeah. Um, and the minister of the
0: local church knocking on our door. <laughs> <laughs>
1: told him we keep a Bible on, on the altar and he was really shocked. He
0: was shocked about that. It, well, not on the altar, but in our book of important, yeah, we have, shelf of important books. Yeah, we have
1: books that we kind of move in and out that we use. Mm-hmm. And we've used the Bible for here and there.
0: Well, I mean, there's so much information in that that it's
1: it really fun to read. Is. It, it is.
0: So anyways, yeah, Kim, better than a math lab in the hood. Just to-
1: <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> oh, my God.
0: That, is so that never funny. even
1: crossed my mind.
0: <laughs> that's funny <laughs> thanks Kim
1: oh no I got a new black box oh no
0: that was funny
1: that's awful because I'm always you know I try to say that I don't really care what other people think about me or us but really I truly do and um I really, I really hope they didn't think it was a meth lab. No, if they thought
0: it was a meth lab, the police have been driving by 30 more times today. Chris uh, said, uh, again, so getting rid of the boxes means getting rid of feelings and emotions that don't let us act in the world or be our higher selves. And that's essentially what it is, is it's dealing with those anchors, those emotional anchors that are keeping your box from letting you go, right?
1: Right. Well, let me see how I can... Let me see this one more time. Um, so getting rid of the boxes means getting rid of feelings and emotions that don't let us act in the world to be our higher self. Okay. Yes, I think you're, you that? I think you're right the way you pronounce or said that. Let me just say opening the boxes They thought it was a witch's fire ritual. They may have. Um, Anyways, opening the boxes means not getting rid of the feelings. So let's, I want to go back one more step. I was abused when I was a child. On a number of occasions. but One of them was um, by a fellow from our church who was the custodian. Hi,
0: Siege. Say hi, Siege.
1: Hi, I you that? I'm off camera, you guys. Jeez. You wanna be on camera? No, I wasn't. Okay. Tiptoes, so you guys tip-toe. show. Love
0: you, Siege. Love you. We'll talk about your bike later.
1: <laughs> Siege is getting his motorcycle ready for the season, so spin off doing that. Um, anyways, it's not so much getting rid of the feelings. It is getting the point where you're okay with the feelings like the man that molested me when i was a little girl i've come now to be able to forgive him for what he did because i know now that he wasn't in his right mind uh i don't think um who could do that to a child plus um at least in my opinion that is not healthy mental health that is not right Um, I know that there are people that might argue with that and so be it, but I don't believe that, um, anything to do with a child in that regard is healthy in any manner. And I will go to my grave saying that. Um, but I do, I did, I did get to the point where I don't forget what he did. I don't forget it. It's a part of me.
0: And it still does weave itself in and out of your emotional reactions.
1: It still does, but not like, not like it used to. I used to have a problem, if I was intimate with someone, I would see his face, or feel his hands. It was a PTSD trigger, it was a And I know if any of you have felt that way or experienced that same thing, it doesn't matter how much you love the person you're with, if that is triggered, you're suddenly not just with him anymore, you're experiencing Mm -hmm. this other really bad connection that you've had in your past. And no matter how you try to fight it, it's still there. Put it in a box and put it away, it's still there. But if you can get to a point where you can open that box and really think about that person, it doesn't mean you have to like that person. And I'm not saying forgive them for what they did because it was okay. I'm saying forgive them because they didn't really act with a clear mind. And if you can't forgive them, at least acknowledge that That incident did affect you, and usually everything happens for a reason. If you believe in the whole sacred contract theory, my sexual abuse as a child did happen for a reason. Sounds horrible, but whatever lesson I needed to learn, that is how I did it. And even if it wasn't a
0: sacred contract. situation it still is how did you choose to learn from that episode or react to that episode as you go through life right
1: so do I want to continue seeing his face or smelling his breath or feeling his hands when I am intimate with my husband or do I want to open that box get that box off the shelf dealt with so that I can move on in peace in my own strength and power To not let that have any control over me anymore.
0: You choose the emotional response. I choose it, yes. The emotional response isn't chosen for you. Right. So I think that's probably...
1: Does that make sense, you guys? I hope that makes sense because I I feel like we should write that down.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Rose, it really is. um, Rose is saying it's... uh to no longer resist the the plethora of emotions, but to go into them, to go into allowing in order to feel them resolved, you have to be able to go through the process of resolution with them. Right. And that's not going to happen on your first crack of opening the box. Um, Well, it could. It could, um, but the deeper, the older, the harder the emotional trauma is, the harder that box is going to resist being opened.
1: right? And like Mary said, that box is up on the shelf. I don't need to look at it. I'm not going to take it down. No way. On no how. know how. I hope, I hope you do, Mary. <laughs> I'll help you. <laughs> I will help if um, I can.
0: You know, and now that we're, you know, for the last, I'm going to say year and a half or so, you and I on an emotional, spiritual, financial, business, almost every level of our lives hmm. has been nothing but in an emotional unpacking of black boxes, trigger after trigger after trigger. And about the time we think, well, we've dealt with that one, another situation arises. And it's like, good gods, how many more mountains do we have it's to create? Like, it's like those waves
1: we've talked about, yes. those huge waves you can either when you're standing in the water and I hope Casey's listening because this might help if you're standing in the water and you're on the, you know, on the ocean or a big lake where Mm. the waves can get quite large. If you're standing there and this big wave is coming right at you, you can either stand strong and let it hit you and wash all around you, or you can let yourself float on the top of the wave and just ride it out with the wave. Mm. Now it might take you a little further,
0: little longer
1: but it's easier in the long run to just kind of ride it out instead of going no um in this particular instance
0: but as far as like like i was saying though it, it seems like a mountain is always being thrown in front of us yeah. and you've ex- you've seen that with people posting online right um i i what i'll say to that is by dealing with those black box issues those triggering moments the more you can get that under control the less Surmountable, less daunting those mountains become. When you're not dealing with the emotional baggage, the challenges that are thrown in front of you are now just the challenge of what's thrown in front of you, not what was thrown at you 20 years ago.
1: Right. The best feeling, I think I want to, can we end it after this yes. one? I want to say something, and I want to say it on this note because I love you.
0: <laughs> I love you too.
1: One of the best feelings that I have, um, Having worked on this with myself and work working on our communication together, I love it when a situation arises and a button gets pushed on either him or me, or maybe both at the same time, and our first instinct is, and we look in each other's eyes and we go, Oh yeah, <laughs> we got a better way to handle this now. <laughs> it's like so refreshing to see your partner's eyes go. Uh-huh. Now, we're also lucky because we have each other, and we're both spiritual people. Mm-hmm. There are folks out there that their spouse is appreciative of what they do or understanding, but not necessarily on the same spiritual path. But that doesn't mean that you can't have a conversation about these boxes because it's not a spiritual thing that is a human condition thing that is something that all of us experience Mm -hmm. and I don't know anyone that gets you know to adulthood without boxes on the shelf we just got to help each other out as much as we can and I appreciate you helping me with my boxes
0: I appreciate you helping me with my boxes
1: and we appreciate you guys helping us with our boxes too yes because you do and um that's that.
0: So, how do you end it?
1: Stay magical, everybody. Stay
0: magical. And thank you.
1: See you tomorrow.
0: Become the water.
1: Become the water. <laughs> That's right.